Welcome to episode six of season 14 of the Growing Empire Show. Today I'm back with my special guest, Bill Himmelrich from Stewart Title, and we're going to continue our discussion regarding fraud in real estate and title transactions. So stay tuned. Welcome to Growing Empires, hosted by real estate entrepreneur and trusted investment advisor, Jennifer DeJesus. Growing Empires provides insight to building wealth through passive income-producing real estate investments for those who want to build and manage a more profitable real estate portfolio. Now, one of the things that we've also had some claims with is, let's say, uh, one of my one of the craziest claims I ever handled was the bank held a mortgage on the person's house and also on a boat that he owned. So the title company contacted the bank and said, uh, yeah, Mr. Smith is selling his property at 123 South Main Street. Can you give us the payoff for, um, what's the payoff on the mortgage? Well, the bank looks it up and gives the payoff on the boat. Oh, instead, man. Instead of the house. So the house, you know, is worth 400000 The mortgage is, is 300000 mm-hmm. The boat's worth 40000 and the mortgage payoff is twenty. So the bank sends the payoff of 20000 said, yeah, you, got, you can pay $20,000. We'll release the mortgage from the house. <laughs> well, the, the end picture when I've ever done a slideshow is now the guy has now been paid Four hundred thousand for his house and no mortgage, and now he owns his boat free and clear too. And the picture of him driving off into the sunset with his boat with a sack of four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, you know, it happens. Now, uh, in this case, uh, certainly the seller knew that his mortgage was more than twenty thousand, but that's yeah. one of the things again that you know we have to protect. That you know, our insurers buy this house. When they go moving in, they realize that there's now a $300,000 mortgage against the house that they just bought. Uh, now, they want to try to get a boat ride with a guy. Um, he owns a free and clear. And, uh, grab, the, grab a boat ride. But these are kind of things that happen. Um, we've had situations where, again, seller is is uh, preparing to sell his home. It's worth $400,000. And if there's a $300,000 mortgage against the property. If the seller would go to his bank and say, can you give me the payoff for my mortgage? And they would provide it for $300,000. Well, you can alter that. If, you know, and once again, technology and the quality of printers and everything else, so they could change that payoff from $300,000 to $100,000. Mm-hmm. Title company looks at it and goes, it looks like a legitimate payoff. Cut a check for $100,000 to the bank. Seller puts $300,000 in his pocket. Off he or she goes with an extra $200,000. Only, all because of changing one number. Sure. On a document. Um, and again, in, in our business, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're pushing a lot of paper through and everything else about the letterhead looks legitimate. ABC Mortgage Company, ABC Bank, everything looks absolutely legit except for one number. Well, that number represents a $200,000 fraudulent taking of the funds. It happens. So what we try to do is make sure that we as an industry are dealing directly 
with um, the mortgage company for payoffs so that uh, if a seller thinks that they're going to do something evil, gets them out of the loop. So sure. It happens. Um, we've had situations where um, when you pay off your mortgage, uh, the bank files what's known as a satisfaction piece. So in the courthouse, it'll say your $300,000 mortgage has been paid in full. We've actually had people that went out and bought a, the documentation that said satisfaction piece, filled in the information themselves, filed it in the courthouse. So when we do a search and we're looking up 123 South Main Street, what's it say? Mortgages, none, paid in full. Where, again, the bad guy, the seller in this case, filed a, a bogus satisfaction piece, took all the proceeds, never to be found again. So, wow. Yeah. So again, these are the, the risks that we run. Uh, now, you know, we, we try to take precaution when we're talking. When I, whenever I do my seminars, I try to advise all my title agents to that it would be highly unusual that a $300,000 mortgage would just be paid out of the blue unless it was refinanced. So if it's no mortgages showing, do a little digging and see if we can find out what happens. But Again, you know, if the seller then takes that three hundred thousand, off they go, never to be seen. Sure, you know, it's it's been done. Um, there was a time when the courthouses were not current with their documentation, and uh, we had somebody that mortgaged their home with six different banks in six days. Properties worth three hundred thousand. They went to three different, six different banks, and said, "I just want a hundred thousand dollar line of credit." And there was a time where they may not have been getting title insurance, so they gave them the hundred thousand. They had six different closings in six days. Guy took the six hundred thousand, said, "See you," and never found it. So this stuff goes on. Yeah, this stuff yeah, goes on. I um, I've had two other examples of things that. Again, just the creativity behind people that are defrauding, right? The, the creativity never ceases to amaze me. So I remember sitting at a settlement one time at an attorney's office, a local attorney that I use all the time for things, and I was sitting in his office for a, a secondary settlement. And I remember the title agent who was not handling our settlement, but another title agent that was in the office talking about this check that she had received. And here what was happening in this transaction is everything, all the checks were paid by certified check, okay, bank checks. And the down payment, the escrow, everything, and then the closing check was also certified check. All of those checks were fraudulent. Just went out and bought a stamp. It said certified. It just, just stamp it, it on there. It said certified. And I mean, good again, good thing she caught it, right? Good yeah. thing she was diligent. But this person could have come very close to acquiring a property for zero money. Yeah. Because all of the checks were fraudulent and nobody had caught it until the very last minute. They're getting ready to go to settlement and she's questioning something and, and there we go. So. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm not sure if you're, if you're going to buy a property, and, and they're all fraudulent checks, that's going to blow up pretty quickly. Yeah. They're going to realize that, um, no, you didn't buy the property. You, you have to <laughs> pay the cost of it. Sure. But, um, the, the, 
seller may have received their proceeds thinking they sold the property when they actually did not. Turns out there was no funds. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that we stress all the time involves lines of credit. So if you have a line of credit at the bank, we have to make sure that when that 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 line of credit actually gets closed out. So let's say, for example, it's five days before closing and the bank sends a, a statement that says, oh, your line of credit is $50,000. And uh, we will, upon receiving the 50,000, we will we'll resolve the, the open line of credit. Well, you can cut a check for $50,000, but it doesn't close the line of credit. So they could actually move to another state, still have the checks from the line of credit, and write them unless that account has been shut down. And I can't tell you, um, every month we get a, a claim involving lines of credit. Some innocently, they move out, they go, oh, here's a checkbook. I wonder if I can still write checks. Of course, they don't realize that the collateral is used for the house. That they just sold. Right. But again, we we have claims every month where lines of credit have been abused, and uh, so I can't stress enough that it's, a, that it's essential that we shut down the account and not just pay it down to zero, because all that does is leave the account out there. Okay. So lines of credit is a huge issue. So why don't we change topics a little bit and talk about what are some of the things that we can do to avoid claims? You had mentioned one earlier where you said, number one, just making sure some, you know, you're, you're only as good as your weakest link and somewhere in the chain of communication, emails become unsecured, right? So having a title company that is using secured transmission for emails going back and forth, that's obviously one way to prevent potential fraud issues. What are some of the other ideas that you have as far as what a title agent can do or even what a consumer can do yeah. to try to avoid being a victim of potential fraud. Uh, just so always have your card up. You just don't know. Um, and, and until you've been a victim of fraud or one of these cyber crimes, you're kind of like, oh, that'll never happen to me. And it applies you know, to your, your personal checking account. Outside the scope of buying a home or refinancing, um, you should reconcile your bank accounts every month to make sure that, that somebody hasn't hacked in there. They usually start with $10, and then nobody said anything. Then it's $100, and then it's $1,000. So depending on how much money you have in the bank, they could be tapping into your bank account. So it is important to reconcile your accounts. Um, in our business, well, from the title standpoint, we have a lot of money running through there. That's essential for your protection. But if something does happen, um, you need to notify the bank immediately. If, if you're not reconciling your accounts and you wait 30 days until the statement comes in and you don't do it for another 10 days, so we're now 40 days out, and, oh, uh, I think my account has been hacked, uh, a bank might say, you know what? You had your chance. Don't don't be coming back to me 40 days later and say, uh, oh, something happened here. So 
you need to, to match up uh, your accounts often to make sure that, that everything that, that's supposed to be in that account is. Now, one of the things is we have claims that arise from searching mistakes. Uh, you're only as good as the person in the courthouse who is taking information from the courthouse and providing it to the agent or the underwriter. You know, all the underwriters have strengthened their search and examination teams um, to try to, to eliminate that. But there is still the human element that comes into the title insurance that if someone misses it, and sometimes um, documents are misrecorded in the courthouse. Well, that creates all kinds of different problems. But um, again, it starts with the search in the courthouse, and you're only going to be as good as that as searcher and that quality of search. So uh, they're, they're just, when you're handling this kind of money, just never assume. Always take the extra step to protect yourself because the, the sophistication of the emails uh, that come from the bad guys, uh, I challenge almost anyone to see the difference because the bad guys, if they're in the title agent's system, they know every person, they know the address of the property being sold, they know how much money's involved, they have full access to the transaction. So their full-time job is to convince somebody that they are, that they, they're Jan or they're Michelle or they're somebody else. Sure. To sure. The episode will continue in just a moment. As an investor, we know it's important to stay on top of market trends and real estate opportunities that add value to your portfolio. We also know that having a trusted source of reliable information to help you stay a step ahead of other investors is critical to your success. If you're interested in having these types of resources, as well as access to me and my team, I invite you to join the Empire Investment Club, a free service that gives you an easier way to make sense of today's and tomorrow's real estate opportunities. As a member of the Empire Investment Club, you'll get access to relevant resources and investment-focused experiences such as live interactive webinars, market trend presentations, and investor socials designed to equip you with what you need to succeed. So whether you're an active investor, passive investor, a combination of both, or just starting out, the club is where you'll get what you need to build a portfolio you love. To join, just head over to jenniferdehesus.com, sign up, and we'll see you in the club where everyone's on a journey to becoming a better investor. So how important is the title company that you work with in the context of a transaction? Well, you know, from, from the agent's standpoint, it's, it's still a service industry and you know, they have to be responsive to issues to make sure that uh, you get to closing in a timely fashion, all payoffs are made. Um, from the underwriter standpoint, the, the underwriter has to be financially strong enough to make sure that if there ever is a major, major claim, that they're able to pay it. Um, Stewart can uh, take on almost a, a, a billion dollars in, in liability. It'd be nice if we had that transaction, but we're able to insure up to, to that amount uh, without reinsuring it. So um, from the underwriter standpoint, one of our main jobs is that when we run into problems in the chain of title, that we find solutions. So I think it's it's responsiveness to underwriting and creativity to find a solution so the deals can get closed. Okay. As a consumer looking for a title company or 
you know, to complete a real estate transaction. What what should you be asking as a consumer? Because I assume that you're you're going to agree and say that not all title agencies are created equal. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> and they certainly are. Now, one thing that is created equal is the, the pricing, the way it's structured. At least in Pennsylvania, our our rates are consistent across the board. So, okay. Um, there, there's there's really not such a thing as shopping for price um, when it comes to title insurance. So it comes down to uh, it comes down to service um, and and finding ways to get your deals closed, overcoming problems that may arise, finding solutions. Not every title is clean, and not every history of of the title is is pristine. So you've got to be able to work your way through the history and say this is if this is not a risk, sure. um, and we're willing to 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 take it on. Uh, so it's it's about service. Uh, it's about responsiveness that you are the consumer, um, you know, you, you're nervous. This is a, a big purchase. Uh, sure. you, may only, you may only purchase one house in your lifetime. I don't know the statistics. Maybe it's two or three. But it's the biggest purchase that you will ever make. So you want it to go smoothly. You want the, the agent and, in this case, the, the quality of work that you guys do. You know, you find ways of getting the deals closed. And have a, an underwriter that stands behind it if there is a claim that they're going to pay that claim and resolve it and the complete quickly. Okay. So anything else that you want to add regarding how to prevent or protect against fraud or things to watch out for? Well, one of the things that that bothers me sometimes in a transaction is let's say you're buying a home for $300,000. And you're getting a loan for $250,000. We'll get some consumers uh, that will say, well, my lender demands that we get title insurance for their $250,000 mortgage. But I don't want to get what we call owner's coverage for the additional $50,000. That that extra $50,000 would only be a couple hundred dollars in in additional coverage. why would you risk a $50,000 investment and not spend a couple hundred dollars to make sure that your title is clear? So um, you can waive it, but I can I can say, based on all the claims I've seen over the years, it's money well spent uh, sure. to 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 do it. So it, the 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 consumer doesn't realize how much fraud is going on. Every day, and I mean literally, billions of dollars is lost every year uh, through fraud, both through title, but also in in personal accounts and business accounts. Sure, um, it's 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 a full time job for somebody, and they're faceless. They don't care if it's only twenty thousand or twenty million. They're going to try to get into your account. So be aware that it's happening all the time. Just say, oh, it's only little b. This, I only have a small amount in my account. This isn't a big house purchase. Doesn't matter. The exposure is so safe. Right. I think that sometimes it has to do with just lack of education or lack of knowledge. It reminds me, you know, we talk about on the rental side of our business in the property management company, we talk about renter's insurance, right? We see so many people that for the $10 a month that it costs to have a renter's insurance policy, 
to to not have that and potentially lose everything that you own, right? In the event of a fire or something that is beyond your control, is just craziness to me. And I feel the very same about just title insurance in general, right? Whether it's whether you're a cash transaction, whether you're a finance transaction, to not have that one-time only protection, the amount of risk and the amount of exposure that you're putting yourself through is is not worth it. I, I, I can't agree more. I mean, both on the renter's insurance, mm-hmm. uh, you say, oh, I don't have that much. Well, wait till you try to replace that. Yeah. yeah and, and it's cost thousands and thousands of dollars to replace it because, you know, a fire can strike, you know, can, can strike anywhere. A flood can strike anywhere. Right. Um, and the same is with, with title. You just don't know when something is going to happen. I think as, as people, we have a tendency to be trusting. And that's not a bad quality, but um, you, you've got to always think that the bad guys, they're not worried about trust. They're worried about getting into your account. So right. it's a situation where you pretty much always have to have your guard up to, to protect against that. Same, let's say, with your credit card or when you go to the ATM and all this stuff. I mean, the bad guys are always thinking ahead about how they can um, basically steal money. From yep, so, be one step ahead. Yeah, so you know, they, there's never enough caution. You know, somebody might say, "Oh, you're you're being silly about that." Well, they've never been a victim of of fraud or this kind of crime because uh, it could be in the thousands and thousands of dollars. Sure. Is there anything that I did not ask you that I should have asked you? Uh, no, I I, I just can't stress of the the benefit of having title insurance and if even if the loan is a 90% of the value get yourself uh, covered um, it's it, you may only have to you may never have to buy it again it's money well spent yeah well and you may not even know that you have a problem until maybe you go to sell the property uh, that's that's correct too yeah and that again that's where you want you know your title insurance policy to stand up and allow the sell, sale to, to go through. Okay. Well, Bill, this has been very, very helpful. I think you have uh, probably hours and hours more of, <laughs> of things that you could share, but I really appreciate your time and your insight and your knowledge on the subject, and I'm sure our listeners will enjoy I, as well. Uh, I, another 40 years, and I'm, I'll probably learn a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this two-part episode with my special guest, Bill Himmelrich from Stuart Title. I hope you enjoyed all that these two episodes had to offer. And until next time, take care. For more information about how Jennifer can help you plan, develop, and manage a strong real estate investment portfolio, visit growingempires.com.